I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome back to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. It is fantastic to be with you today. I am Boyd Matheson, and we're going to continue uh, some crucial conversations uh, with one of our favorite guests, Scott Rasmussen, independent pollster, uh, who joins us from Florida every week just to make us jealous of the weather. Uh, but he also gives us great insight into really what's happening uh, and what the pulse is of the country on so many different things as he does his independent polling around the country, uh, but also provides great historic perspective in terms of the the critical principles. Uh, Scott, thanks for joining us as always. Well, Boyd, it's always great to be with you, and I won't tell you about the weather. Uh, okay, <laughs> that's good. We'll just maybe, maybe I'll have uh, maybe we'll create a sounder that's just like sunshine and waves on the beach yeah. or something like that to, <laughs> to give us the weather update. Uh, you wrote a great piece, and uh, this has been uh, since I read it. I thought, okay, we've got to get Scott in, got to get Scott in, and of course, you were probably at the beach or golfing. Uh, but the <laughs> but the thing that struck me was uh, this idea that wrestling with America's shortcomings should not include abandoning her principles. Tell us about it. That's absolutely right. You know, in fact, the opposite is true. Um, we, the, the founding ideals of freedom, equality, and self-governance are the way to unite the nation and to move us forward. Unfortunately, the way that we talk about it um, doesn't promote that. A lot of people who say, yes, we've got to fight for the founding ideals. And if you disagree with me, you're wrong type of attitude. Um, uh, without considering where somebody else is coming from, that's what gets into trouble. Uh, so I took a look at uh, a great black theologian. His uh, name was Howard Thurman. He was born eight days after my grandfather in 1899. Uh, and he became a very influential figure in the civil rights movement. He went to college with and became friends with Martin Luther King Sr. Uh, his book and his personal interaction had a big influence on Martin Luther King Jr. The book, Jesus and the Disherited, mm. Disinherited. Um, and it was his theme, the way he put it, is what the teachings of Jesus have to say about those who stand in a moment of history with their backs against the wall, the poor, the disinherited, and the dispossessed. Um, and he also raised questions about how come the church often gets involved on the side of the oppressors rather than the oppressed, uh, despite Jesus' teaching. Well, what the story that really got me in his book, and I and I, look, if you want to understand uh, the racial struggles the U.S. is going through today, you almost have to read this book, Jesus and the Disinherited. But he describes a, a great childhood memory. I, you know, he uh, and I, I related to it because I lived with my grandparents for a lot of the time. And um, one of his chores, living with his grandmother, was to read her scripture. Mm. Uh, she had been born in slavery, never learned to read or write. But she knew her Bible front and back. She was always very particular about what passages she wanted to hear. But as, as Howard got a little bit older, 
he began to realize that she never asked for anything from Paul's epistles. Um, Later, he finally got the nerve to ask why, and she told him that, you know, in the slave days, the masters would send white preachers, and they would always quote from Paul uh, in the verse about, you know, um, how to be, how blessed they were to be slaves, that they should obey their earthly masters as they would Christ. And obviously, that wasn't well received. And as she heard it, she said if she ever got free, she would never read anything from Paul again. Now, in the political world of today, if somebody disagreed with you, if they said, I will never read Boyd Matheson again, and you say, no, Boyd's got some really good insights you don't understand, and that's the argument you would get into. Um, and you could do the same with Thurman's grandmother. You could mm-hmm. tell her, well, hey, uh, you know, that it wasn't really Paul that was wrong. It was the way those preachers interpreted it. Or slavery wasn't the same in ancient Rome as it is that where you grew up. You can talk about all those things or, or raise the question of why – uh, they weren't talked about why these the other passages weren't directed at the slave owners. But that, it's a waste of time. Yeah. Nothing that you would say would convince that grandmother to change her mind because it was a real world experience. Uh, Thurman said, what are what are words, no matter how powerful and sacred in the presence of the grim facts of the daily struggle to survive? Mm. And, you know, look, I went into this a little bit more than I usually would, because I think it's important to understand that Thurman's grandmother had some horrible preaching, um, and she had some really bad experiences. She wouldn't read the Apostle Paul's letters, but you know what? She maintained her Christianity well enough that she applied it to raise a grandson who became a leading theologian. The power of the message overcame the attempt to distort it, and that's what we have to do in America today. Uh, yes, people have abused our founding ideals, but that doesn't mean the ideals are wrong. Yeah, uh, so good. And I, I love the way you close this out. You talk about as we grapple with the echoes of our history, uh, we should do so with confidence that the power of the message will overcome the historic attempts to distort it. Uh, Scott Rasmussen, always appreciate your insight. This is a great read. You can read it at Deseret.com. We'll put it up on our Facebook page today as well. Uh, always appreciate your perspective. This is a deep dive. This is one everybody should go and uh, not just read through it, but uh, spend some time with it. Uh, it'll change the way you perceive things. Thanks so much, Scott. Thank you, Boyd. That's Scott Rasmussen joining us. And, uh, you know, as we talk through some of those things that, yeah, we're, we are a, uh, a nation of broken individuals. Uh, the important thing is that we're broken open uh, and that, that we then come together. Uh, it's the only way it actually happens. And so, uh, again, as Scott Rasmussen said, wrestling with America's shortcomings should not include abandoning her principles. Uh, and that's where we're going to go in our final segment today. Uh, today is Jackie Robinson Day. Of course, uh, he broke the color barrier in Major League Baseball 74 years ago today. And we're going to learn some of the lessons that he went through, some of the things that he said later on in life uh, that I think have every bit as big an impact on our lives today and many of the challenges and the disruption and the disconnect that we have in the country today. So we're going to take a look at that uh, as we come down the the home stretch of the program today. So don't go anywhere. This final segment will give you something really good to think about uh, and think about. Uh, as you move through the rest of your Thursday. We'll go ahead and step aside for this last commercial break. Again, coming back, Jackie Robinson Day, historic day, and even better things yet to come. Stay with us on KSL News Radio. 
Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.